Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Okay, this is uh, Paragimel, Shear 3. So last time, the Mr. Sisharam discussed the issue of darkness. Eilam Hazed Daima Lechayshech and explained that there are two types of mistakes that happen when somebody's uh, in the dark. Number one, as we discussed more in detail last time, you have obstacles you don't see, you can fall, you can hurt yourself over those obstacles. But then there was a second type of problem. The second type of problem is in the darkness, sometimes you see something that you think is something, but it's really something else. You see an omud, it's really a person, you see a person, it's really an omud. And that's another problem. So he continues, Batosh Hashniya, the second mistake of being in the darkness, Biakoshim and Arashayna, this is harder than the first one. So you're in the dark and you see something which is bad, but you assume it's good. You explain that it's good, it's not bad. And that which is good appears to you bad. This just uh, enhances one's Maisem Haroim because you don't see clearly, you mistake the toy for the Ra and the Ra for the toy. It's not enough that you don't see the obstacles in front of you. What you do is you find proofs and you explain and you come up with all kinds of nushitas to explain that which is wrong to explain that it's really good. This is the worst type of bed. It brings you to Gehenim. And this is what the Posset means in Yeshaya. That you uh, you don't see properly. Your, you, your, uh, your eye doesn't see, your ear doesn't hear properly. Because the Yetzirah kind of takes over and the darkness that you perceive is the good looks bad and the bad looks good. So there's a very famous, this is a very famous um, Rabbi Khan Wasserman writes in the Sefer Ikvas of the Mashiach, a little pamphlet he wrote called Ikvas of the Mashiach. And he has a kasha, the kasha is a famous kasha everybody asks. The first mitzvah in the Torah, whether it's an actual mitzvah in the Torah or whether it's a koil of all the mitzvahs, machlegas the Rambam and the Ramban, but the anoich Hashem to believe in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So he asks, he says, a thirteen-year-old child is mechuyiv in all the mitzvahs of the Torah, which means when a child is thirteen, he's mechuyiv to believe in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu exists, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't give mitzvahs that are not impo- that are not possible, that are above the ability of somebody to do. So how is it that we expect a 13-year-old child to know and understand that there's Rabbani Shalom in the world when there are great professors and great minds and great philosophers that debate the question? They're debating, is there a God? Is there no God? Et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and yet this 13-year-old child is supposed to know the answer. And as Mechuyi, to have Amuna. And Rabbi Khanan answers basically that uh, the child is not on the 13-year-old child. The child sees the world like everybody else sees the world. You see that it, the complexity of the world, you see all of the beauty of the world, and you know that this could not have been come into being by itself. 
all of the scientific things that are going on. It couldn't have happened by itself. It doesn't make sense. There must have been a balabira, like Abramovino understood. And a child can understand this. So the cash is not on the child. The cash is on the professor. Why does the professor have the doubt? Why is he working on philosophies here? And the Rebbe Khan gives a number of teruts, and one of them is he quotes a Posak, I think the Posak is a Mishle, talking about a Zaina, and the Posak says, She does her Avera, and then she says, I did nothing wrong. And the Kasha says, I mean, what do you mean you did nothing wrong? You must know that you did something wrong. And the Teretz is that the Zaina, who is involved in her own uh, self-aggrandizement, and uh, will turn around and say, well, you know, what I'm doing is, uh, is a service. I'm helping people. I'm earning a living. I'm not on welfare. I mean, come up with a hundred different philosophies and understandings and terutsum and, and to explain why this avayr that I'm doing is actually a good thing to do. And it's, and I'm doing something positive for the world and it's gewaldig and comes up with a whole svara. What is the purpose? How do, how do you come up with all these spars? You come up with these spars because you want to do something and you can't just bring yourself to do it, but you can come up with a philosophy that explains that this is, a, this is, this is correct. It's exactly what the, the Masil Sisharim is talking about. That people look at the world and they come up with all kinds of philosophies. They come up with all kinds of terutsim. They come up with all of mahalchim. Why certain things which are ra by definition, that the Torah explains to us as ra and that we know internally are not good. And we come up with a whole shtick Torah to, to defend it and to explain it. This is what's the, uh, the example of a person who is in the dark. He's living in the darkness and he sees something and he understands it to be something else. He sees the Avera and he explains why the Avera is Taka Mitzvah. And this is the problem. This is a very difficult thing to overcome because how do you overcome it? You have to have be able to first take a step back and, and understand what's good and what's bad. And if you can't do that, if your Yitzhahar is not allowing you to do that because you have so much invested and so much Torah involved and so much Svaris involved in explaining why the bed is good, uh, it's almost impossible to overcome it. That's why this is a very, very dangerous thing. This is the second kind of darkness where you you, you mistake something for something else. We mistake that the, you see the bed and you turn it into something good. And then he continues. Those who were lucky enough to escape from this kind of uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, situation where, they're, where the Eight Sahara has them under control, they see the truth. The trick, however, is to get an objective person separate from yourself to look at it and help you get through it. Sometimes we're so invested in what we're doing that we can't see exactly. And you need somebody else, an objective third party. It could be an Adam Godel, it could be a very close friend who can look at what you're doing and discuss it with you and, and be able to uh, uh, give you the right path. What is this? What is a marshal to this? And I guess in those days they would have these gardens that were set up with hedges in a maze. It was a maze. And, you know, it was it was a sport. So, you know, somebody would go in and the maze was very complicated. And the trick was to get to the goal, whether it was in the middle or the side or get through it. And, you know, there were many, many uh, dead ends and there were many mistaken roads. And, you know, you could get lost in there for hours or days in one of these mazes. So this and, and this is something that the uh, 
the uh, rich people used to do. There are hedges that are are, are uh, planted like walls. And they're all kind of complicated roads inside. They all seem similar. You have to get to a goal. These various roads, some roads go straight to the goal. And some roads take you far away. But when you're in the maze and you're going, you, you can't tell when you're in the maze whether this is the right turn or the wrong turn. Everything looks the same. And there's no difference for somebody who's looking. Unless you happen to know the right way, unless you already went through this maze and you know the directions. But somebody who's standing above this whole situation, he can see all the whole maze from the top. And he can see which is the right way and the wrong way. He can guide the person inside and tell him, go this way, go that way. If you're going to believe the guy, you'll get to the goal. But the guy says, no, I know better and I'll go after what I think. He's going to get lost and he's not going to find the place. Who is the person who's standing above and looking? So the nimshal, obviously, to Gedali Yisrael, to our leaders, people, the Enei Ha'eda. What does Enei Ha'eda mean? That they see. They can see what's going on. And they can see from the top. And they have a different perspective. Because they understand it. They have a, a, a much broader understanding and looking at the world from their knowledge of Torah. And they can guide us. So when we're in this maze and we don't know which way to go and we think we know better, it's best sometimes to rely on our G'dayle Torah who have the direction that they've learned from their Limarat Torah and from their Tzitkas. And that's what the Nimshal is here. It's important for us to depend on a third objective party to help us through these times to overcome the Sahar. We'll pick up from here. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.